We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Megan Rapino, and I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Light years is so fucking crazy to me. It's so crazy. Light years is so fucking crazy to me. It's so crazy. Bonte, Bonte Hill on the Light Years podcast. So, so beyond that, beyond going the bear, what have you? Man, I, eating, I have to, bike riding. Uh, I watched everything on Netflix. Um, I, I I just spent 15 minutes watching that dumbass show, 90 Day Fiance, with my girl. And I said, all right, I can't do this, man. I'd rather go read a book. Um, <laughs> and, and just work it you rather, You'd rather engage in the uh, the same old MJ LeBron debate on the timeline. Oh, my than that. Lord. Oh, my <laughs> God. I, I get sucked into it every time. Like, Shasky, Joe Shasky, the butcher boy, texts me yesterday. He goes, why do we always get sucked into the Frisco debate? Or the James Harden stuff. It's just like, because we're bored. Like, I got nothing else to do but staring at Twitter. I'm kind of tired of Instagram. I have like, another I theory nothing. on it. I have another theory on it. It's like, there, there's very few truths in life. And like, it challenges like a basic truth of yours. You're like, it's so hard to not say, like, you know, you shouldn't engage that shit. And yet it's still like, no, you, you really want to tell me how, like in your case, like how to, how or what's appropriate like no you know i, I mean andy and sam it's just funny how everybody like they get big mad over this stuff 
Like the last <laughs> dance documentary exposed a lot of people. Like, first of all, I thought it was ridiculous. Like, look, I love Michael Jordan. I think he's a go. But folks are out there putting out outfits. You know, one o'clock, like, I'm wearing this for the Jordan doc. It's like, all right, bro, chill, man. Like, you don't need to wear your J's during the documentary. I'm wearing sandals, dog. Like, relax. And then you got the LeBron, <laughs> the, Le- the LeBron sexual, the broad sexuals, who are just absolutely insane right now, discrediting everything Michael Jordan's doing. Then you got Laker fans. Like, it was just like, it was just fun to watch the timeline more so than the documentary at times, just to be like, people are losing their minds, losing their minds. So, I mean, I, I'm doing the same thing you guys are doing, man, basically working, uh, working from home remotely, uh, trying to get some workouts in, enjoying this hot-ass sun that we've gotten uh, yeah. recently in the Bay Area. Been going to the park and the beach. My girl lives right by the beach, so we kind of social distance and just chill, try to get some fresh air and, and do the little things in life, man. But, boy, I, I'm, I'm missing sports like you guys are, that's for sure. You gotta, you gotta come with, you gotta come through with a podcast. Um, you guys stopped doing the podcast with Shasky. That, that's you gotta get that up back up. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm more impressed that he's able to pump out three hours a day on the air. I, I listen, <laughs> I check in, I check in 10 to 1 every now and then, uh, every Man. few days. And, uh, he's I going, mean, you, you guys have run through pretty much all of the area sports history, <laughs> dude, dude. It is, it is, I, it is amazing that. We haven't got laid off yet, and cross my fingers that that doesn't happen. Seriously, no joke. When this happened, I was like, right. "How the hell are we going to get through summer?" And here we are. June's coming up, and it looks like the NBA is going to come back. Yeah. NHLs. We played a breaking news sounder for the NHL today. God. That's the first time in sports talk radio history that anybody played a breaking news sounder for hockey. Like seriously, it was just that's how bad it is now. Thankfully, the NFL and has had the draft and free agency and stuff like that. And the Niners have given us some content, but it, 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 again, it's been nice to take a little break from the Jimmy G stuff, but yeah, it, it's, it's crazy times, man. It's like, but at the same time, fellas, like we have had fresh content. Like you can get into debates about old stuff. You can get into recency bias right. about the Warriors and Steph Curry. And that stuff will forever move the needle man because people are Steph maniacs they're warrior maniacs now the draymond stuff with all the all the smoke podcasts that was three days i was like thank you draymond that was three days ago. <laughs> it was like a you week know, <laughs> just... seriously because like people have like it's funny how some of the warrior fans have shifted from saying that draymond's a heartbeat of the team to like get his ass up out of here we're sick of you triple single like it is fascinating the, the calls we get and it all it, it, it's all different from like Twitter to the phone call to the text line in 95, seven game. You guys know that going into the 95, seven game studios, but I mean, we're, we're, we're doing what we can, man. And I think we're providing some normalcy for a lot of people out there who have been laid off and who are yeah. working from home and stuff like that. So that's been pretty cool. That's um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's uh let's go on the Draymond stuff. Actually. That's one of the things I'd written down here. <laughs> Um, <laughs> why, why are you shaking your head? Eddie? Oh God! Here we talk, talk about one of the people that wants to get him out of here. Here we go. Here goes Sam. Well, no, so like I, I'm gonna, I'll give Bonte the uh, the rundown here. So like fundamentally, Andy and I have different perspectives on this one. Andy's Andy's a Giants fan. He wants to give him the 15 year Brandon Belt deal. Not even thinking Bonte's about the even future. got a Giant shirt on. Meanwhile, I'm I'm sitting here. It's like I love Draymond. He was the second best player on the Warriors until they got KD. I mean, it's it's really hard to overstate how valuable he was. 
I'm just looking at reality of the injuries, the mileage, and I mean he's little. He's for for a big man, six six big man's not supposed to last forever. So I'm looking at it from like the Bill Walsh, like if they can get out of this right now, they might be better suited. Where are you come out on this? Yeah, I you know what? I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I was a little surprised that the Warriors offered him that extension. And you know what? Draymond to his credit was like, you know what? Let me get this 25 million a year now. Let me sign this deal now. Cause because I, I we we talk about this all the time. You imagine Draymond Creed not signing that extension and playing out this year as a free agent Ooh. on that Warriors Ooh. roster. He might have murdered Jordan Poole. Mid-level, <laughs> except, mid-level exception is what he would have signed for next year. I mean, he may have gotten $12 the, million a year. He may, may have got his maybe. contract cut in half. Maybe. 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 Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just trying are. to imagine him like with those dudes not making the plays, and he's just yep. going there like, you're yep. costing me oh, money. Because yeah. oh, contract, yeah, yeah. Oh, it would have been bad. Yeah, It would have been awful. It would have been awful. So, to his credit, he took that deal, which is smart, um, maximizing his money. And look, to his credit, every contract he signed, it's basically been a pay raise for him. Uh, right. When you look at his career and look at all the deals he signed. So, I look, I think you got to run it back at least one year with Draymond Green, with Clay and Steph healthy, to see what he does. Because there's been a lot of slander thrown his way. And I'm eager to see what type of Draymond Green we see next year. Because, look, Draymond has always thrived when people doubt him, when people hate on him when they say he can't play anymore. And Draymond's been bumping his gums. So he's like going into next season, I feel like he has the most pressure on him on the go-to state Warriors. Like Wiggins is going, he, Wiggins is Wiggins, right? He's got the yeah, big yeah, deal. Yeah. But everybody's yeah. like, look, just stand in the corner, shoot, play some defense. We'll live with you. Steph and Clay, they're, I think they're Teflon out here. They can do no wrong with Splash Brothers. And so then you get Draymond where, look, he's got a chance to prove that, look, these three championships that I helped this team win, it wasn't a fluke. I still got some game. I can still play at a high level. And you saw glimpses of glimpses of it, even though it was far. Like you didn't see many of it this year, but there was like a half against AD, right? When they played the Lakers and he got kicked right. out. I was like, oh crap, Draymond's actually playing today. And then of course he gets kicked out over anything. And it was like, okay, Draymond wanted to get kicked out of this game. Right. He's got a party to go to or whatnot. So I think you give him one more year, but I think you'd be stupid to not think that the Warriors are looking at Draymond Green and or Wiggins as pieces to move for another superstar in the future. So I think you got to run it back with Draymond one more time. You owe him that at least one more year. And I think this organization is smart enough to move off of him if he if he does kind of flounder next season. I'm, cu- I'm curious to know what the fans think. Uh, Twitter's a little bit different from people that call in on the radio, like you said. Like yeah. Sam and I hear a lot of different stuff versus when we come in the oh, studio versus what we see in the tweets. So I- I'm-, I'm curious what – not the normal fans, but kind of maybe right. more the, the louder fans. Radio, radio is always going to be more of a consensus than Twitter. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's, like, it's like I a agree. more broad, like yep. actual yep. pulse. It, 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 it's funny. Like, for example, Garoppolo, right? I throw a poll up on, uh, on Twitter about Garoppolo, and I'm like, Brady or Garoppolo? And it's like 80-20, keep Garoppolo on Twitter. But I'm, we mm-hmm. go into the studio, and you get the yeah. text and the calls, yeah. and it's like, yeah. get rid of Garoppolo. So it's kind of the same thing with Draymond Green. I think it's flipped to where 65% want Draymond Green up out of here. They're tired of him. They're blaming Draymond Green for KD leaving. They're blaming Draymond Green for – they even brought up 2016. They're like, <laughs> screw game seven when he did in game seven. He cost us a championship. So I think it's like 65% on the radio side. People want Draymond up out of here. And it's, 
it is crazy how yeah people- you, you ever notice how like yeah. draymond criticism it's like every relationship you've been in where they're like he cost us katie and and they're like bringing up shit from the past like right. and you cost us 2016 and you did this it's it's like always like that with right. draymond. You bring- no, it, it, go ahead andy no, nah, just bring, just got to bring back the old stuff. That's just every time, you know. I just got to bring time, it back. Every time, like LeBron James didn't go snitch to Kiki Vandaway and and get his <laughs> way there. And, and look, I, I tell people all the time, it's like Kaepernick and the Seattle Seahawks uh, NFC Championship. It wasn't for Cap, Niners wouldn't have been in the game. If it wasn't for Draymond Green, the Warriors may have gotten blown out in Game Seven at home. Draymond damn near willed them to that win. So it, it's like. And it's funny too. The radio heads are funny because when Draymond, when KD got hurt against the Rockets, right, the fan base the next day were calling. It was good to see the old Warriors back. Oh, you know, KD <laughs> this and they. But then all of a sudden, KD leaves. Draymond averages a quote unquote triple single, and it's like he cost us KD, man. How could he do this? So. Radio uh, fans are just they flip flop harder than. But you know anybody. that that that. But I. Always, I ask because it's always fun. Uh, because that's just fans, man. That's nope. just, that's just that's just people. Like I can't even hate on that because that's just when you're a, when you're like a diehard, like all of us are diehard fans, and and I'm sure a lot of us were way more emotional. I think before we got into the uh, less maybe less emotional side of like podcasting or radio, right. you just go crazy, man. You just you, you you. I'm just like, dude, fuck Jimmy G. So I'm more like with the Warriors, I'm a little <laughs> more level headed. But like right. I'm watching that Super Bowl, I'm like, oh Jimmy G, that's. Dude, Super Bowl Finals MVP, all this shit, or Super Bowl right. MVP, all this shit, and then he misses that throw. Bosa, dude, not, not, nope. And then he misses <laughs> that throw to Sanders by like five feet, and I'm just saying, I'm just miserable, right? And you're just like, fuck this guy, do this all. The-. You know, I kind of look at it, and I'm watching the Warriors, and I see the way that they lose, and and right. I feel like I should be more pissed, but I watch the way they lose that season. I'm just like, you know, eh, right? Eh. I, I was just saying, way against Toronto, I was like, eh. You know, it's like, yeah, you know what it is if they were healthy. We were going to get a game seven if Clay's healthy. But I work with Shasky, right? Butcher Boy. You guys know Butcher Boy. He's a <laughs> super fan when it comes to the Niners. They beat the Packers 37-8 to on Sunday Night Football. We get a call. Some dudes complaining about Jimmy G's accuracy. Now, oh, that was Sam's game- wedding day, too. I think it was Sam calling in. I think that was Sam calling in. Might have been yeah. Sam, right? Might have been the- Sam. Yes, Might I do. calling in about off, Jimmy. Right? Yeah. He shut it off. Jimmy's like 14-20 to 20 for like 250. <laughs> And the caller calls in, and I'm like, we're not doing this today. They just won my 30. And Shashi goes, Monte, he's got a point. I, I just don't know about Jimmy G. The, they beat the Vikings, right? Jimmy G throws, what, two passes in the second <laughs> half? Shashi comes on the airwaves, and he's just destroying Jimmy G. He's like, bro, they're yeah. going to the NFC champ, but that's the di- and, and Shashi's learning, but that's the difference with the fans. That's why I just kind of laugh with Shashi sometimes. I'm like, bro. Chill. They're going to the going to the NFC Championship. By, game. by the way, you, you, know? you can tell you could tell Shasky grew up on Montana and Young because like the quarterback oh. standard is just untenable. Like I, I always say this to Andy, it's like any point guard that has to come after Steph is just it's not going to be fair to them at all with the Warriors. Oh my lord, I I, I feel sorry for that point guard after Steph. Yeah. Oh my, I'm already feeling for him. Like, he sh- he, like he, the point guard shoots like 38 or 40 percent from three, and we're just like fucking guy can't shoot. Yeah, he's not, he's not, can't he's shoot. not Steph though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's not Steph though. Yes, yeah. it's almost shoot. like the Warriors need to bring a bring in a Bimbo Coles type after Steph right. Curry. Let let that player run for like two for like two years, and then bring in another star so we can have a bridge. 
between Steph and that next point. Just, just to humble the fan base, to like remind right. them exactly. what reality looks like. <laughs> exactly. Bring in Bobby Serra again or Bontigo Cummings <laughs> and then go get a star because whoever fills those shoes up, man, it's going to be trouble for them with this fan base. But, you know, that, and that's the thing. We were talking about the Niners just now. Like, I remember I went on the air before the season. I said, you know, Steiny and Guru were like, you know, if they go eight and eight, that's progress. I said, damn, this organization has fallen that far? Mediocre, 500 footballs now acceptable in this market? I said, this is a standard that the Niners have. It's Super Bowl or bust. I don't give a damn who's coaching. Fan base got on me. They ripped me. To, oh, how, how can you say that and this and that? By the end of the season, what were they saying? We choked the Super Bowl because of Jimmy G. We had a Super Bowl team. But I was like, this is the same set. fan base who is willing to accept Eight and eight. I so was it's, it's, I was okay with uh with right. nine and nine and seven. Who do you think wins a title next? Niners, Warriors. Actually, the A's might have the best shot that's, at it. Gi- or Giants were the the last one. Shit, we can't take get, credit for it. Sam comes up with this stuff. Yeah, no, nah, nah, shit. We may see. not get baseball until twenty twenty one. You know, the A's they may start selling players. They oh, can't play true. the minor leaguers. You think man. Chapman goes? You think Chapman, <laughs> Chapman goes for a few million bucks? Oh, <laughs> you better delete this and edit it, man, because I'm gonna be the answer coming down my road. I haven't all, seen all three, all three of them. All three of them, bro. Like, they, it's they me and my, my two, me and my two boys in Castro Valley. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, the A's got the best shot. Yeah. A's have the best shot. I still think the Warriors are in a conversation. I really do think they're in a conversation. I feel like the Niners have the best. The Niners have to have the objective best shot. Like they were on the cusp. Yeah. They, wow. They five minutes. So tough though. Football's tough. And that's true. They have one bye there's week more, this year. There's more randomness with fo- like. Right. Yeah. One team with the bye week in the playoffs. Like you got six teams playing a wild card weekend. Like football's just tough, and you know there's going to be some injuries to some key positions. Trying to run it back is just tough, man. So. Hey, look, Niners are in a conversation, Warriors are in a conversation, the A's are in a conversation. I think one of those three teams will win. But I think the Warriors, man, like, look, the Clippers are going to be a year older. They're probably going to lose Montrezl Harrell. They can't pay him. The Lakers, I'm telling you, Laker fans are in denial. Why is Anthony Davis putting his house on the market, right? You, you go to L.A. I don't even want to start this. But you go to L.A., you talk about you want to be a Laker, you want to do this, now your house is on the market. I don't scoff at that stuff, man. When these players put their house on the market, I'm looking like, okay, does he want to go to Miami? Does he want to go to New York? Does he want to continue to play with LeBron James? We'll see about that. So I think the Warriors will be right back in contention next season. I really do. Also, Lakers, I mean, they might win it all this year, but LeBron's going to get old at some point. A little bit. (laughs) And and we've already seen the AD AD and scrub squad. It's nothing special. It is rough. It is rough, the AD scrub squad. It, it, look, the Lakers may win it if they do that 16-team bracket. You see, what, like, I bet you Doc Rivers is on the phone right now calling league offices. Like, look, you can't do oh, you had So you had, the same, you had the same take as me. I looked at that. I'm looking at the way it breaks out. I'm like, did, a, did the Lakers design this? Because, like, bro, every good team's on the other half. <laughs> bro, Andy, 3-6 Mafia is not even tripping. Bro, you see the road to the finals? Bro, the Clippers would have to play the Mavericks. The winner, the Celtic Sixers, the Bucks. Oh, and then if you do make it to the finals, you play a, a Lakers squad who's no, nah, I'm not gonna sleep on Toronto on that side of the bracket, but come on, man. That bracket's tailor made for the Lakers to play in the NBA finals. Um, I think that the uh the the Lakers 
the LeBron fans, they they they'll find a way to win this no matter what. You know, they'll, they'll find a way to make <laughs> when, it so when that win, they've won hey, when, online. When winning doesn't matter, you always win. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, look, that is the line. I mean, there look, it is. Rick Barry's a psycho, right? We had him on the other day. We let him go for like oh, two I was, five minutes. I was driving today during that. That was one of the best segments I've heard in like years. <laughs> I was cackling. I was like, he was. He first of all, he said 1975 is the most underrated championship team in the history of North American sport. And I'm like, all right, Rick. Okay, I get it. You know, you, you want your team to get some shine. But he was just talking about like, look, I'd rather wear a championship ring than a Hall of Fame ring. I'd rather wear a championship ring than the, being named one of the 50th, 50th, uh, 50 greatest players of all time. Like, and that's the mentality that Jordan had. That's the mentality that Kobe had. That's the mentality that Steph Curry has. Twitter, for some reason, is cool with James Harden averaging 35 points a game saying he doesn't have any help. Like, I looked at James Harden choking game six last. Like, it is just laughable. Like, like and, and look, Kendrick Perkins wants to go off and start popping off. Whatever. If ESPN is going to give him them checks, he's going to do it. Let's, gonna uh, do it. <laughs> we're going to get, we're going to get to James Harden. We're going to get to, uh, to, per- let me do, let me do a quick ad read. Let me go, let me try and pay the bills. Uh, we're going to do bet online who is back yet again. So there's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, bet online. NASCAR's back bet online has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get it on. You can still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24-7. You can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament. You can enter for free. And live right now on BetOnline's YouTube channel, you'll find an exclusive interview with ex-Chicago Bulls' Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges, who I didn't even see in the doc, to discuss the MJ documentary on what they're calling the final dance. Visit BetOnline.ag. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. Check out all the, check out all the action. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. What, do you, what are the odds That's that... That's a pro read right there. That's a pro read right there. That's, that's what they pay me for, baby. Get that out there, man. Woo. That's a pro read. He just, he just in there like, I don't even got to do any work. That's just, that's just all I got to do is just spin this thing up, send it out. What are the odds that Perk comes back tomorrow uh, with a take about LeBron or Steph oh or Harden? Or, like, what are the odds? Is it minus 2,000, minus 3,000? It's the same fucking shit. Every, don't you get sick of it? I mean, essentially, he's just a radio guy, but like the worst kind of radio guy. You know what? I want to get him on our show again because we had him on the show before just to be like, and like, look, we we talk about this in the pre-show meetings, having these guys on and what we're going to ask them. I have no problem taking a bullet for the squad to ask these guys like, what is the deal? Are you mad because Steph told you you're not playing and you were in street clothes? Are you mad that Draymond Green mocked you and basically threw the pom-poms at you calling you a cheerleader? Because it's just... It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it's it's obviously personal. And it's obviously that ESPN has this hidden agenda that where they're going to prop up LeBron James no matter what. Like, when you see Rachel Nichols tweeting about, oh, are we going to get the last S episode number 11 to 12? When did Rachel Nichols flip? I mean, it is fascinating to watch. So there's no doubt Kendra Perkins is going to say it. That's why I always tweet out, Warrior fans, you need to stop getting so mad at Kendra Perkins. Right, He's going to yeah. say wild shit. And you're going to just waste your energy trying to defend Steph Curry. It's no point anymore, especially with the Warriors not being in the playoffs. Uh, just sit back, relax, count the rings, and brace up and, and embrace yourself for next season because it's going to be fun. I, I don't even – it's tough to like – like I don't even get the logic in half his arguments. You know what I'm saying? It's just like how can you say James Harden 
is a better all-around uh, player not, or that he's it, – it's just we could go let's on go and to on our, uh, Let's go to our first question here. So we threw okay. up the hashtag. We got a few of them. And it's pretty much what he asked from Geo at Sport uh, Prohet, loyal listener. Let your podcast. What is with Steph disrespect lately? The idea that anyone would suggest Harden is better than Steph after watching Steph kicking his ass his entire career is insane. And the arguments for Harden don't make any sense. They like take Steph's shooting away from makes Harden better. Yeah, I mean, I, it's just this is just nonstop all day in the mentions for all of us. I, I'm sure, and I know you guys too because you guys are tweet you guys are tweet monsters, man. And I know <laughs> you guys get a lot of heat. Like you guys are like the focal point of a lot of fans. I get to sit back in the cut and just chill. Uh, look, I don't. You guys tell me. I don't know what it is. Like Sunday was about Aisha Curry. I woke up. Oh, that's and I was right. tagging the Frisco tweet and Aisha Curry tweet. I'm like, damn, it's a holiday weekend. Get out the house, right? Go, go run, go run some laps or something. And then yesterday was all about Steph. I don't get it. I don't get it when you look at the numbers because, like, all right, Steph has some bad finals games. But if you look at his finals game logs, it's really good. He only game. had one bad finals. The, the game two, right? Uh, yeah. When he went five. No, but I mean, like, but like, he's only had one bad final series. Like, okay, right. he has, it, it's weird that people focus Wasn't on bad, bad games. Wasn't even Where exactly. it's like, it's um actually, friend of all of ours, Jason Maples, kind of pointed it out when he was saying, Love like, Maples he's, Twitter, by the way. He's, he's, he's the new Kobe. Where right. it's just always like, oh, he can't win without X. He can't win without Y. Yeah. He's overrated. All that sort of stuff. And it's, I, I guess we watched LeBron go through it for years too with like Skip Bayless and all that sort of stuff. But like, it is kind of a sign of respect to Steph that like he's the new guy that everyone's just constantly like, oh, I need ratings today. I need to talk about something. Let's talk yeah, about right. Steph's overrated. So that that's that's the big one. It's just he's the easiest guy to attack because. I think you're looking at a lot of fans that aren't Warriors fans or just aren't like specific Braun fans or LA people. I think the easy part is just Steph wins a lot, man. The guy doesn't lose. The guy just doesn't lose. So, so if you're going to pick on someone, bitterness over five finals, like the Warriors are the, uh, they're the Patriots. Like no one likes the Patriot. No one liked the Patriots when they were going there every year. So you're always trying to pick it like, you know, Oh, Brady's not even that good. It's the system. It's Belichick. Right. It's Belichick. This it's this, it's that. So like, that's the easy, that's the easy part. The best part about this to me is that Steph has not said a word. I think LeBron has been pretty good through the years of just never acknowledging Skip Bayless. He has a couple mishaps in terms of just being a dick to to media or, or to people. Steph doesn't do that. But I think it is very smart in his part to just never, ever, ever say anything about what Perk is saying or mention Kendrick Perk. Well, it's like, remember, the, remember the, um, part. the post game after game six when he scores 33 in the second half? He kind of lets everyone know. He's like, yeah, I heard the noise. I heard what people were saying. Right. Right. It's, or, all, or, it's always better to acknowledge that after you, uh, you have a moment. Yes. Yeah. Or when he's like yelling, like, kick me out the gym again. Yeah. Draymond Green. You know, he lets it out right after that. And and that's the funny thing. It's like, he just dropped 33 in the second half, 23 in the fourth quarter. And people say he's not clutch. That's clutch to me. When your team is tied, you don't have Kevin Durant. You're on the road facing a, all right, man, if we got to go back home for game seven on Mother's Day in our house, there's going to be a lot more pressure on us. Drops 33. The game before, he dropped 16 
Once KD got hurt, he dropped 20. He closed that game half. out. Once KD, he, the, the game five, he closed, and he was struggling. Remember, he was struggling. KD was carrying him. He walks off the floor, and Steph Curry yep. just goes off. Everyone off, writes him up. Like Everyone thinks it's over. Yep. Yeah, every, exactly. Yep. He scores 11 to 14, and you guys were probably at Oracle that night. It was tight in there. When KD got hurt, it was like, oh, man, we need Steph. Like, the, Steph's struggling yeah. a bit. And the, he comes through, so he comes through more times than not. 2015 against Rockets, you know, it's just Memphis. I don't know what the basis is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just try to grasp, like, okay, is it because he's dancing? Is it because he's shimmying? Is it because he's walking at OKC after hitting the 35-footer? Like, why? The guy literally broke basketball. And it's like, you know, Jalen Rose said something a couple weeks ago where he was like, the great thing about Jordan was he kept great players from winning championships. And LeBron James is a great player. Everybody kind of had their turn, but Steph Curry wasn't supposed to have that turn. It was supposed to be Chris Paul. Yep. It was supposed to be Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, Carmelo. You know, it was supposed to be yeah. one of those guys. And yeah. Steph KD. Curry comes out of nowhere. Yeah. KD, exactly. Steph Curry comes out of nowhere and just crushes people's dreams, and they change the way basketball's played. And it's just like, guys are like, oh, he's shooting from 30 feet. It's not real. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's he's not an all-around right. right. he's he's all, player. That's the you whole know? thing. The minute he started uh, putting yep. his stamp on the game, it was all like, well, he doesn't dominate the game all around like <laughs> LeBron or like there's all these parameters. When it's right. like complete all, point guard, right? We've, yeah. right? we've all watched basketball our whole lives. There's there's a million different ways to to win a game. Right. On okay. the uh, on the clutch point uh, it, by clutch, not not clutch LeBron clutch, but clutch on the, with uh, a C. Uh, just clutch <laughs> with a C, the, the good kind uh, is that. The thing with Steph is he is one of the best late-game finishers in the league. The thing with the quote-unquote bad performances, the guy has played every single close game in big moments in the last, like, six five years. years. Yeah, right. five, six years. Like, he's played in every – so unless you're MJ, and even MJ, as we just watched, you're going to miss some shots. Gonna you're going to miss, miss some shots. He can't yep. make every single finals-clinching shot. He's made a ton of first round, second round, Western Conference finals and finals games. So it's just the guy's played every single big game. Like you look at James Harden, he's right. never played a big game in his fucking life. Or oh, he has and he's come up. <laughs> yeah, he has and he comes he up. Has, up. That's, 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 the, that's the wild thing about Harden. It's like, how did he enter this conversation? Oh, he's, <laughs> he's got like a couple of hurdles to, right. to clear. For, like we all know he's I mean, talented. but dude, You get blown out by the Spurs without Kawhi Leonard in a game six at your house. Game five. Game five last year in that second round series, in the fourth quarter, he just like gave the ball up. That was literally. crazy. It was, crazy. was crazy. And then I, so you guys know me. I walk into the visiting locker room and I'm like, oh my Lord, did they just lose game seven or something? Like they were done. Yeah. They were crushed. Yeah. And then I remember walking into the locker room and Marcus Thompson, he's like, named a couple warriors who were like, yo, they know they're done. Like a couple warriors were like, in the locker room, it was like, James Harden ain't got it. He's done. He's done. And so, you know, when we talk about Steph being clutch, we think about game six, uh, 2016 against OKC. Not even game seven. Because game seven, he was great. He was fantastic. Game five, he was great. Yep. But game six, we all remember it as a clay game. Yep. Steph Curry hit some big shots. He closed the deal when he went one-on-one with yep. Ibaka. Yep. He hit a big three in that sequence. Like, people forget that stuff. Or they, they don't forget it. They just refuse to bring it up because they want a narrative to fit their conversation. Yep. And, and they just want to say, oh, so they make up a stat like, oh, in the last 15, 20 seconds, he's 0 for whatever. Come on, man. We know basketball. Like, there's clutch moments 
in the third quarter. There's clutch moments early in the fourth quarter because you could lose a game. Like, even in that game six against OKC, there were so many times in that first half where OKC had a chance to blow it open. They missed a shot. Warriors come down, hit a big shot. And it was it was Steph. So, I, I look, man, I, I think Kendrick Perkins is on the payroll. I think a lot, <laughs> lot of those guys like Ryan Hollins is on the payroll. Channing Fry when he says things like Jordan only had one job at getting a bucket. It's just like, Ooh. all right, man. Like, what did LeBron? Ooh. What does LeBron have on you guys? What does he I mean? Have that's some. You guys? That is some good stuff. Hey, go ahead, Sam. That is some good stuff. Think about was, that. A guy, Channing Fry, said Jordan only had oh one job. God. Like he didn't win DPOI or was guarding Reggie. Like Game Seven in '98. I watched that game over recently because, like, we're in quarantine. We ain't got nothing right. to do. So I'm watching, and yeah, it was an ugly basketball game. But Reggie Miller didn't score in the last 15 minutes. Jordan was pounding this guy off of screens. And he took that challenge while taking on the load on offense. It's just these guys who are around LeBron James or play with LeBron James. They come up with this stuff. And it's almost like LeBron's like, a, you see him like kind of liking it on Instagram or whatnot. Right. It's like, come on, man. The light-skinned dude really hurts your feelings that much. <laughs> it, 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 and, and here's the funny part is, I'm hoping Kawhi Leonard beats him because Kawhi Leonard doesn't get his due. That's why I love Kawhi Leonard now. Even though, you know, he does a whole load management thing, Kawhi's a killer. And LeBron does not want that smoke at all. So so I was, I was actually going to say this because you brought up something that kind of gets understated. I don't think the Warriors respect James Harden that much. Oh, they don't. I don't I th- think so. I think it's like they know they can beat LeBron if they focus, but they know how good he is. There's right. no disrespect for his talent level. I don't think Harden is like number two to them in their minds. Like, I think they're more scared of Harden or sorry, not Harden Kawhi. Yeah. There's like a handful of players before we get to Harden. Who I think they're scared of Kawhi, Jordan, LeBron, um, maybe scared of LeBron. Well, they just know, they just know he's a harder challenge. I think it's a better way to put it. They know, they know they can't make mistakes when they play against a LeBron team. Basically. Well, think about it, fellas. Think about it, fellas. When you play the Rockets, you know they're not shooting any mid-range jumpers whatsoever. So you don't even have to worry about the twos, right? They're either going to the cup to try to get a layup or they're going to bomb a three. And when James Harden is dribbling, 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 step back daddy three, and it's like he's easy to defend over a course of a game, seven games. Like it's annoying you know to like at. not foul him, but that's about it. You're like trying right. really not hard to foul him. You he's live with what defend. he shoots. He's easy to defend. That system is so basic. They don't mix it up at all. They don't make any adjustments. So for a defender, you know, okay, he's going to dribble. He's going to dribble. Sure, he's going to make a couple threes. He's going to create some separation. But you're going to be in his face for the most part. Or if you funnel him into the rack, you got some guys who are there protecting the rim, you're going to make it tough on him. He's just easy to defend. He's predictable. When you're predictable in the seven-game series, more times than not, a good team, a great team, is going to figure it out. And by game four, you're going to be stymied. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna you're gonna struggle over the over the latter half of the series. So it's just easy to defend. That's um yeah, that's uh that, that's James Harden for you. By the way, we've got like we did a light years mailbag, which actually you were tagged on, Bonte. We saw got that. like saw fifty that. questions. I'm uh, gonna have to run avoided, through a few. I avoided a few of those. You know, like, you, not, you not know what's real. coming. You I know what's at- coming with you guys. You devils, man. <laughs> I, well, there's some fun ones in here. We'll we'll get to the Frisco stuff later. But there's some, since we're on James Harden, let's get to Mike Mikas, uh, and then we'll go from there because there are some really fun ones. Um, do y'all think if Harden can have been in Steph's position, 
Uh, maybe we don't have to go into it too much. But if he had been in Steph's position for the last six years, Stephen Harden's position, would Warriors have won as many, if, if any, rings? And would Houston have ended up nabbing one thanks to col- thanks to the culture Steph creates? Um, what do you think? I don't know. That's a tough question. Because I think James Harden, look, I'll defend him in this sense that Mike Tony has forced him to play this style of basketball. And I remember James Harden in OKC. He did have some mid-range game. He could, you know, he, he was a fun player to watch in OKC when he was coming off the bench. Now, I know he disappeared in the finals against Miami, but he was young. But he was, he was also, I mean, people you know, always forget that uh, he was better than Russ against the Spurs. Oh, they he was beat the reason the why they beat the Spurs. Yeah. No doubt. I'm glad you brought that up. He was the reason they beat the Spurs. He killed them off the bench. So maybe they didn't, they win one, but... How would Draymond and Clay respond to James Harden? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Draymond might, might. I just, I just don't know how effective Draymond would be with a dude who dribbles that much. Like, exactly. Draymond's whole thing is like, if the ball is popping, he's gonna find the open man every right. time. Off the ball too. Can James Harden play off the ball like Steph Curry? Because Steph Curry cooks off the ball. But right. after their action, when they're in the half court, Draymond's got the ball at the top of the key. He's looking for Steph running baseline. I don't think James Harden could do yeah. that. I'll give the Warriors one. But I, hell, I don't even know if I'll do that thinking about James I Harden in that system. It's just, I, I don't see it working. Because Clay Thompson is essentially a better Robert Covington in that system. And then you, yeah. and then Draymond Green is like, I, I don't even know what he is, right? He's essentially just, he's setting screen, but what does he do? He's P.J. Tucker, but he's not shooting 38%, 36, 38% uh, from three. So, right. Well, it's, and it's then, just like if a dude's best skill is passing and he doesn't get the ball in his hands, then what's he doing? Right. Nothing. He's a zero I mean, he's out there. You're basically playing four it's, it's like put, it's like putting, it's like putting Rondo with it's like putting Rondo with uh Harden. Like that's not working. You this know, is uh this is where you go back to why why Steph is so great. Uh Logan Murdoch, Bonte. What's Bonte's oh, favorite pair of lugs? Why does he wear curries with bootcut jeans in public? <laughs> CC Mech. So. Oh Logan, man, the king of skinny jeans. I mean, that guy gets Logan, pretty, Logan like, pretty skinny though. Dude, you guys let that guy for and I've been knowing Logan for about eight years now. That guy gets away when wearing skinny jeans where the pants don't go past his calf muscles. When is that? I mean, they're, they're, when is that cool? That's not. A, when does that become? I, mean, I think, he, I think he's like my age, so I think that's that's a pretty standard. I mean, that's I mean, what Andy. Wears, that's what Andy wears. <laughs> I mean, he wears Vans with no socks on. I mean, that's, it's that's like see, Bonte like, just a little like, too old. Dude, I, <laughs> no, man. And you know what? I had the butter Tims, man. I was a Tims guy. I had the butter Tims. I thought I was from New York, man. <laughs> knocking Jada Kiss all damn day, Jay Z. Uh, no, no lugs. For me. Have you, have you pulled out your, your most relaxed fit jeans after watching the last dance? <laughs> no, I got tight fitting jeans now, man. My girl makes sure I'm suited and booted, man. With the Levi's man, they fit well. Uh, no Jabos. <laughs> I had to donate the Jabos. Oh, I was uh, going to say. <laughs> I had to do- donate the strap Jabos to the Goodwill. So those are gone. Uh, well, I, I did shed some tears about those. I had about three pairs of Jabos, man, with the straps. I was really feeling myself back in those days, but no, uh, no boot cut jeans. Man. Why is that? Logan, why is that? Not, why is that not surprising? <laughs> I mean, Logan Murdoch, man. I, I love Logan. I love Logan, but he gets <laughs> away. And, and like, they call that fashion. I, you know, oh, Logan dresses so well. You need to learn how to dress like him. I'm just looking at it like, come on. Man. Are people in 20 years going to look back at the way Logan dresses, the way we look back at MJ? Or it's like, <laughs> what, what is, what is well, this? I don't know what MJ was doing, man. Like, you imagine being the. <laughs> but do you remember? But do you remember? I mean, you remember being oh, yeah. like the late '90s, like, oh, that's oh, so. Yeah. 
That's so sick. I, I got <laughs> I got to get some jeans like that. Dude, dude, baggy jeans. And the worst part was we were sagging in those baggy jeans. Yeah. Really? Imagine that. You were sagging, not yeah, me. You sag- were. Yeah, you oh, were. Oh, just, I, don't get away with, I don't get away with sagging. All right. Uh, <laughs> how did Adam Knopflett, uh, how did how did Bonte come up with the famous Eats for Free in the Bay slogan for athletes? And what's the oh, bar man. to reach this? Is Jimmy G at Eats for Free in the Bay or no? What has he done? Right what has now. he done? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think he's done I think, anything. I think he's good in Los Altos Hills. I <laughs> he's think good he's in the good. marina, too. Yeah, Jimmy, get, yeah, Jimmy know, gets away with a low tip. <laughs> right, he, yeah. He, he's got, he gets 50% off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're a quarterback of the 49ers. You get yeah. 50% off. I think my one of my uncles, man, I was young, and it always stuck to me. And I think people, other people have said it before, and I just started doing it on Twitter, and it kind of caught some steam, but – one of my uncles, man, we were watching, this was like late 90s, early 2000s. We're watching like the Lakers against the Kings. And Horry hit that shot. I'll never forget. Horry hit that shot in game four against the Kings. And he was like, ah, that sucker eats for free, baby. That joker eats for free. <laughs> he was a big Laker fan. I'm like, right. And it just kind of stuck with me. So whenever somebody, does, you know, somebody balls out, I'm like, man, that guy eats for free. So I just, I come up with random restaurants high end like Shasky gets on because he's like bro you're putting people out of business it's like we're not giving out free meals every single day you know what I'm saying you got to do something really really cool to get a free bill so uh it's just kind of stuff man so it's this is fun yeah all right who eats for free on the Warriors then oh let's 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 run through this obviously Steph Steph Clay Draymond for free yeah still eating for free uh you can't charge Draymond Green you think about charging him he's gonna throw a fit can't do that (laughs) can't do that uh Jordan Poole Nah, I mean, <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, Poole Poole gets like, Jordan Poole gets like little, like, like buy one, get one free cards, right? Like, don't need a free, free refill on the, free refill yeah. on the soda. You know what I'm saying? You could, you could, you pay 50% for a burrito and you get a free soda. He gets that. Pascal's got a couple places you can eat for free. Um, more, mostly breakfast shops, you know what I mean? Free bagels <laughs> and cream cheese, orange juice, you know, some dinners. <laughs> if he wants to go to the water bar down there, the Barker Barrel. How about, Lo- how about Looney? percent off at free parking, about- you know? <laughs> <laughs> Who else, Looney. man? Looney, Come on, Looney. Looney, you know what? Looney eats for free. Looney eats for free. What he, did, what he did in that finals and against Toronto, man, coming back. Like, Looney's won me over, man, because, like, I thought he was just a bust. He gave his collarbone away. Dude, he gave his, dude, literally. He gave literally. his, he gave literally. his body. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I don't. I don't know if we'll ever see him again. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, seriously, we might not. The guy might not play again. Might be done. I mean, when he walked out of Media Day 2017, he was there at Media Day. It's like, man, how long is he going to be on the roster? Two weeks, and he actually became a key contributor. He was huge in those Rocket series, staying in front of James Harden and Chris Paul. How can you forget that? So Looney eats for free. Uh, he's a champ. He gave out his collarbone for us. Uh, he, he eats for free. He's a he's a he's a he's a good one. Um, a what good else? One. I think that's about. I think that's about it. Everyone else is retired or gone. Wiggins so. Wiggins hasn't done nah. much yet. You know what I'm saying? He's got he a, making he, thirty five mil. He he could pay he for. Pay. It. He needs he needs you know, to stimulate the economy. <laughs> right, exactly. He's got to give he's got to give a couple thousand dollar tips. Right, <laughs> give a couple thousand dollar tips, and you start getting the ten percent off. Then we get the twenty, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens next year. Uh, <laughs> actually right. on that on that note let's throw this one out there yeah. favorite small business restaurants that in, in the city that you want to uh attract attention to right now where people Ooh. should be going i threw this one up today i was in the sunset i threw out a tweet like where should i get a sandwich in the sunset it got that. me it got me thinking like there's just so many 
classic local spots around the city yeah. that you're like you're a little worried about you want them to make it through right. this whole thing yeah i saw you get a lot of uh roxy's love Roxy's sandwiches. Roxy's not even City in the College. sunset. It's, it's, it's not an ocean. It's, or it's a way yeah. up. I used to go yeah, there because I went like to CCSF. Side, right? Yeah, it's yeah, good. I, I don't know if it's that good. Though. It's it's funny. Andy threw out jeans. I he texted me jeans, and then I got like ten people tweet me <laughs> out of the blue that one. So jeans is good. See, I, I the local businesses I've been going to, uh, I go to Chino's Taqueria out here in the outer Richmond. Yeah, you're uh, a Richmond guy. Lou's sandwiches. They got yeah. it. Something one in the. I got Lou's today. TJ out there. Lose is nice. good. What you get? Or I always go with the RB mushroom. Maybe to rename that Dude. sandwich. I want the barbecue said, chicken I, today. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, a mushroom no, guy, Andy. I don't know uh, what it is about. I don't. Weirdo. I'm an Italian, uh, but yeah. yeah, Gordo's Gordo's burritos. Really uh, classic. Yeah, I mean, had that one. I mean, it's up. nothing classic. like. It, yeah, it doesn't compare to the mission, right. but right. out here in the Richmond district, that's our go-to. Gordo's burritos. I rock with that. Uh, Hamburger Haven's right down the street for me. Local mm. small mom and pops type of breakfast spot. I go there still. Ashley's Cafe right there on 7th of California. Uh, they've lost like 80% of their business, man. And that's, it's sad, man. Like they had yep. to lay off everybody. And uh, But I go to Ashley's, man. That's a good go-to spot for me when it comes the, to local business. The mom and pop breakfast spots are the, I, those are the, the best. best. Those the, are the ones that are struggling the most because yeah. those aren't, those aren't nope. take, those aren't like takeout spots either. Like the right. whole like fun of going to a lazy breakfast spot on a Saturday or Sunday is sitting there for an hour. Yep. Yeah, Eddie's Cafe on Divisadero and Fulton. I mean, that is that is money. They've been around forever, and they're quick too. So, um, and they're not, you know, like you said, like you just said, man, the to go spots for the mom and pops is just about the same. You want to sit there and eat and enjoy yourself and tip yep. and talk to the yep. workers. So, Eddie's Cafe is another one I that I love as a just a small mom and pop spot. So, and we got a lot of those in the city, man. Like a lot of them, and hopefully this economy bursts back up, man, and we get get out the house a little bit, man, because they're struggling, man. Yeah, that's every, – every time I go to one – God, I miss, I miss Bashful Bowl, which is an old, old one. Um, mm-hmm. They had one on Noriega and Terrafa. They closed both down. But a lot of times now I'm going to a lot of like – if I go to a Korean spot or I get like donuts or whatever, they're just like giving out – they're just giving you like free – like a like a free extra donut or like an extra like right. tofu right. or whatever. And I'm just like, God, mm-hmm. like, I just – I feel like shit. It's just like, damn, I yeah. should order more. <laughs> Like I right, should order right. more, but it's like it's only me eating. <laughs> so right. I can't I can't get I can't get four things. But um nah, you're right. Um jeans is jeans a good one. A lot of Asian spots in the sunset. A lot uh, of them. A lot of them. The the, the fo the fuss spot. Uh it's right there on uh Irving between Yeah, Kevin's uh, Noodle House. Nineteenth and twentieth, I believe. Yeah, Kevin's yep. or PPQ. Yeah, yep, like yep, those yep, are the there uh, you go. Yeah. Yeah, saw Andy like Dryfoot though. I, I saw somebody on Instagram where he's like Dryfoot is better than the dude. Dryfoot is you guys. If you guys have never had Dryfoot, it's like it's like a different texture of noodle. And then you, face. you like, think it's bro. better, mm. or you just like them equally? And it's amazing. I, yeah, I like them equally. I mean, I probably rather have pho, like just the the broth and all of that. But um, right. But it's great. Um, yeah. So. Any, any spot in the sunset is good. What's um? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. We have another one from my guy, uh, G Boy, who hates me. He's always in my mentions, hating me. But he is a listener <laughs> of the podcast, so I assume he loves Sam enough to get over his hatred of me. Uh, so good for him. He asks. We're getting back to basketball a little bit. Uh, with the uncertainty surrounding Looney's ongoing health issues, why don't the Warriors just draft James Wiseman as insurance? I don't want to hear any of Kongwu. You don't just buy seven six wingspan on the market. All right, so draft draft talk. Give us your best draft take. 
You got, I know you have some. I do. I do. But it, it, it's fascinating because like, I, I don't know about you guys, like watching college basketball is brutal. It's, I mean, I try to watch some games this year and it was like, Baylor was like the number one team. And I was like, oh my God, this is the worst number one team I've ever seen in my life. You're struggling to score like 50 points. Look, I, I'm am, am I for- wrong? By the way, am I wrong in saying college basketball is getting farther away from the pro game every oh, year? Absolutely. Every year, every year. It's terrible. It's terrible. It, 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 you're, you're spot on, Sam. Um, this is why I've, I've been a sucker for James Wiseman for a couple reasons. One, buddy of mine works at TNT. They're, they're here for Thursday night basketball. And he's like, hey, dog, my guy Jason from Chicago works at TNT, works for the trucks. He's like, dog, I got to go get Wiseman, man. He like Chris Webber, dog. And I'm like, what? Wiseman like Chris Webber? A couple of days later, I went into Mark Spears. You know Mark Spears, ESPN. He goes, dog, get me on the air. Comes on the air, he's talking about Wiseman's got skills like a young KG. I'm like, what? So I look at him and I'm just like, gosh, if they could just trade the and pick we, and get somebody. And we only you know, saw three games. We saw three so, games. Yeah, and one so. of the games, he was like, okay. He was okay. Um, I, LaMelo Ball, I don't think it's going to work <laughs> because he's a backup. You know, he's not going to want to play backup PG. LaMelo Ball's going to want to shine. Curry's got a couple years, three, four years left here. I don't see that happening. Obi Toppin, I'm down on. I was high on Obi Toppin early on. Then later on in the season, I'm like, oh, he's a little stiff. Could he play a small ball five? I don't know. Look, it, it's a crapshoot, man. It's a crapshoot. Who I think the safest pick is? James Wiseman. But then again, I'm just like, gosh, man, this is such a bad draft to have a top three pick. Like Anthony Edwards. Got potential. He might be the a, best value guy, though. He might be just the best, be the value best guy. like just yeah. Here's how I think. Here's how I'm thinking. Like you draft one of these players. Can one of these players help you in a playoff series? Well, not next. I, I don't these, think any of them are not next year. Key yeah. contributors year. on a playoff team. And don't you think they got to get a player that can help them contribute next year? Like it, it feels like they need. That means they got to trade it though. Like that. They I was feeling that, that means they just got to trade it. So this kind of ties into, we got like eight questions which kind of danced on the same concept. So I'm not going to read any of them individually, but it's kind of, what do you want this Warrior team to add next year? Like, let's assume they're bringing back Steph, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins. Like, there's no big big trade. It's about adding around a roster. What do you want to see them do? I I think they need a vet off the bench, obviously. Maybe a backup PG. How expensive is it going to be? Like, I... For some reason, I'm fixed it on a guy like Gold Dragic. I know he gets cooked on defense, but as a backup PG, you know, does he want to win? Does he want to come to the West Coast? Does he want to pay those taxes in California? Aaron Baines is intriguing to me. Um, but I do think they need some size because when the Warriors were at their best, it was that death lineup, guys. right? It was their death lineup. A lot of white <laughs> guys, I know, right? Uh, that death lineup, though, they need some wing. They need yeah. length and size. They need rim protection. So how can they get rim protection? You know, Serge Ibaka, I believe, is a free agent, but how much yeah. money is he going to want? I think he'd be perfect. I mean, he's getting older, but in a role. No, he'd be perfect. 20, 25 he'd, be, he'd be a great. You know, should, yeah. Right. Stretch five. I look at a guy like that. So I, I think that's what they need because, you know, that death lineup, even though, like, quote, unquote, KD and Nigga Dollar, they were small, they were long and athletic, and they yeah. could protect the rim. That's what they really need, man. Sam, Sam and I have debated the topic of just kind of how you move forward 
theor- uh, just in your 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 build of a team, right? You that you've right. won a certain way, but you can try to go back to the well and emulate that again and then copy that. But sometimes you just you're not able to. And if you're not able to, how do you switch it up? You know, maybe, maybe you do look, go a little more traditional. Maybe you do end up with Marcus Gasol, and that's who you have to do. What yeah. that's what you have to do to end games. And if that's you know, maybe Aaron Baines is going to be that guy. Um, to end games, just just because you can't get Iguodala again, you can't get Sean Living, you can't even get no. Sean Livingston again, right? No. Actually, I guess they can. I guess they can bring him out I mean, of time. Maybe he takes a year off and comes back. Who <laughs> I mean, I, I pull the hun- pull the hundred pence. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> no, yeah, Sean. I just Sean, always Sean. random, just giant slander coming from this guy. Like every know, podcast, but, just always well, first. I got Brandon like a, Bell. I got like a one to two years before the Giants build a juggernaut here. So <laughs> I got him in right now. I, They've I, got a I'm all top for, 10 I'm, farm system, by the way. Dude, I'm all for that. Yeah, yeah, top 10 Ooh. farm system. I believe in Farhan Zaidi. I don't know if I believe in Gabe Kapler. Uh, bring it that's, back 100 That's fair. Like, that's fair. Like, yeah, man, I don't know. I, look, they need size, man. And if it's a Mark Gasol, great. But hey, to, to your question, Andy, like, I think you play off the Splash Brothers. You, you, you play the way you did in the half court offensively, you right? With Draymond back, yeah. Green. And you got Clay and Steph running off screens and just bombing. So you play through them. But what's the next level? What, what's the like? I like Marquise Chris because he can get up. He'll give you about 15, 20 minutes. But you need somebody who could just get you a bucket. And I think that was the great thing about KD. Wiggins. When he came here, yeah, Wiggins, right? When, when it was time to just go get you a bucket, KD could do that. You know, so I think you need somebody else who could complement the Splash Brothers who could just go get you a bucket when you need to. Wiggins, is he that guy? I don't know. I do I like no the idea. I do like the Dragon shout out because like I mean, who's the last guard they have who could just attack the basket? Barbosa? Barbosa probably, right? Yeah, Barbosa, and it's like I mean Livingston to an extent where he had a little baseline fadeaway or the right. elbow fadeaway, but like that's it. They, you know, they rolled out what Quinn Cook, Jacob Evans, gosh, uh, McCall sometimes. I mean, it's just been, it smells at the backup PG spot. It smells <laughs> like, are you going to roll with Kai Bowman? You know, is, is Kai Bowman ready for a roll like that? Kai, Kai Bowman's, Kai Bowman's getting Kai Bowman. unemployment checks right now. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which are, you know, they're pretty good. So, yeah, they're, they're not, not bad. bad. They're not, not bad. bad. They're not bad. By the way, uh, forgot to mention the best, the best sandwich in the city, uh, Little Lucas. I forgot to throw out that. Little, throw that little out Lucas there. is great. I told uh, I told Sam to get it today, and he, I had no idea there was one in the on Chestnut. It just kind of there's one on Chestnut. Blew my mind. Ah, there's wait, a Lucas on Chestnut. City. Oh, it's it's different. Okay, I think it's different. Different ownership. I was gonna say because okay. I was. Like, I never knew about a little Lucas. On I was Chestnut. gonna. No, nah, it's like, just Lucas. What? I'll be there okay. every day. No, that's that's the stuff I fall I fall asleep Dude, to. I did find out there was a Shake Shack though on Fillmore by the old Matrix. I know Andy spent a lot of time there. I had no idea there was a Shake Shack right they there. They just opened it. I went there. Uh, not a marina guy that's a that's a, that's <laughs> this a, is a sam such, staple this is, this is such a lie i i saw andy at fort mason last week i was at fort mason i was at, I, I forgot that sam was there um <laughs> i was i was pretty like I, I was pretty gone and i just forgot sam was there. at texas sam the next morning like dude i saw you yesterday huh and just like <laughs> so, socially distanced just to be cl- they, just to be clear they say yeah. hi sam yeah. <laughs> well the, you know and the bad thing is like andy, andy had those uh andy had the eyes it was yeah he's ready, ready to just fucking 
Go for it. Caught caught me taking a piss in the back of the thing because there's just <laughs> the restroom just isn't even open now. It's just like what? Like I don't even know what you is that. You got to do. Yeah. Uh, all right. Moving on. Moving on. We got. We got. We got. We got a good one. I, I like this one. Chris Francis. What have you learned about host? Because I I felt like Bonte taught a lot here, especially when we got into radio. What have you learned about hosting a podcast from your very first episode to now? What would you tell first first time Sam and Andy if you could go back? All right, this is a good one, Bonte. I picked this one because I think when we first started, Sam and I doing radio, we were pretty kind of pretty nervous, pretty technical in terms of what we we're doing. Just had no idea right. what's going on, um, and it got a lot better when we kind of just bullshit it the way that we do now, um, and the right. way we were just at the bar. So I think that was kind of the biggest thing, um, just the, the biggest thing, and whether that be on podcast or radio. You just gotta, you just gotta be able to talk about yourself, and if people hate it, that's that's fine. We get a lot more haters on radio right. than we do doing our podcast, and that's right. okay as long as you have fun. So that that that's right. a big one. That's why I pick it. Yeah, no, I, that's a great question. And look, once you guys figured it out on radio, like just be yourselves. You guys are golden. You know what I'm saying? You you were smooth, just like on on this podcast. You got to just be confident, even if you're wrong. Like you're not going to shoot 100, percent right? You're not going to shoot a thousand percent. Even when you're wrong, you got to be confident in your answer, right? You got to be confident in your takes. And you gotta have fun, man. You gotta laugh. You gotta smile. You gotta. You're gonna flub some words here and there. Your speech is gonna. You're gonna. Your train of thought is gonna get lost. Have fun. Be yourself. Laugh at yourself. Be able to talk about yourself and just be confident, man. That's that's one thing I've learned in radio throughout the years, and I, I still tell myself this every single day because I still get butterflies sometimes going into a show. I'm like, damn, what? All right, man. What are we gonna do here? How am I gonna open it? What's going on here? And like. Once you just get into it and just start laughing and having fun, it puts everybody at ease. Everybody, your host, your co-host, your producers, and even the audience. So I think you're spot on, Andy, when you're just like, talk about yourself, have fun, be confident in your takes, and just laugh. Laugh. You know, it, it, like when you do radio or podcast, just act like you're in the living room shooting the shit. Because that's, that's all you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like with Steiny and Goo, we just try to shoot. We're at the bar. We're chilling. We're chugging shots. We're talking shit, you know, and then we're just throwing stuff against the wall and we're getting people involved. So that's, that's radio and podcasting, man. Just have fun and just, you know, you're just shooting the shit with your boys and be confident in it. And then people, you know, once your person, once they find out that you're personable and you're engaging, people are going to flock to you and they're going to build, gain more confidence and they're going to be good. You're going to be straight, man. That's, that's the key to it, man. People overthink this stuff. You know what I'm saying? They want to be, they want to have every answer. They want to be a know-it-all. They want to right. be the funniest guy in the room. Just do you, man. Just be, you know what I'm saying? Like, just do you and have fun and act like you're in the living room chilling. Michael Urban said something to me. Like, it was maybe our second show, and Andy and I are kind of nervous waiting in, like, the lobby area before we're going in. It, it, he just goes to me, uh, you guys just need to smile. Just smile. Smile. Laugh yeah. a little more, and it'll come easier. It, it's it sounds dumb, but it's like the, it's the most true thing ever. Like if you're, yep. if you're having a good time doing it, you start sounding natural. And yep. as opposed to like going in there with like, you know, sweat coming down your brow and like, oh, oh, dude. do I sound dumb? Dude. Sort of First thing. time I was on the air of the day on KMBR 1050, I was nervous for like 45 minutes. My hands <laughs> were dripping, dripping <laughs> dog. I was like, I couldn't even press the odd button, dude. I was like shaking. You know what I'm saying? That it's right. daunting, dog. Cause you're like, oh man, what if I just like 
stumble? What if I just like, what if there's dead air? You know what I'm saying? What if right. there's no phone calls? And like, cause when you first get on the air, you notice that text line, they're going to wait a minute. They're not going to text right away. They're going to be listening to see like, who is this dude? Yeah, How yeah, funny yeah. are these guys? Yeah. Do they suck or are they good? And then once they get comfortable with you, the text start rolling in, man. So it, it's those first few times in the studio, man, they're daunting. There's no doubt they're daunting, but once you get comfortable, like you guys are in the podcast, man, it, it's nothing. It's nothing because all you're doing is talking and talking sports. This is what we do. Yeah, it's you just you just do. All right, all right, Bonte. I can't I can't end the podcast without asking you. I grew <laughs> up in San Francisco. I actually never in my life said San Fran or Frisco. So those two were actually things that I never, I was just like, I, right. those aren't things that I'm going to say. Right. SF, the city, eh, the, the Bay, maybe not really, but mostly so, SF, the city. The bay, by no. the way, the Bay is something yeah. people who grew up outside of the city say, because right. they want to, they want to feel like they're part of it. They, yeah. They're right, like, yeah. Oh, it's the same thing. We're part of the Bay. You know? <laughs> so the city is a bit, is just kind of the one that I roll with right. the city. Frisco, not one, that, and now maybe that's because I'm younger, or maybe just because I grew up with different people. Right. Um, yeah, no, not no Frisco or San Fran for me. Um, so San Fran so, was no, no. Yeah, San Fran is like, like I don't know, even though I, I feel like San Fran is just people being lazy. Like I feel like in sports we've gotten lazy with our nicknames, right? You know, it's like D Wade. You know what I'm saying? Mellow. Like we we got lazy with our nicknames. Like nicknames used to be so much cooler. And I'd look at San Fran like shout out Black just Jesus. Lazy. <laughs> shout out Kid Black Dynamite. <laughs> Dude, Black Jesus is like the greatest game ever. Black <laughs> Jesus. Like I, I don't even know who Michael Jordan is, Black Jesus. Uh but but you know what? When I used to go to Moran, right? We'd go party in Moran with our, you know, our, what the hell you judge me. Yeah. Oh. See, this is why this is why your girlfriend is is my, my girlfriend's Russian. in the other room, bro. Be cool. Be cool. <laughs> Be cool. <laughs> I'm good. I'm trying to sleep in his bed tonight. <laughs> Bonte in Nevada. What's he doing in Nevada? <laughs> so, like, we used to say the city because, like, we figured, all right, these people aren't hip. They don't know anything. So we say the city. Yeah, we're from the city. But, like, growing up in the 90s where you had, like, San Quinn, RBL Posse, you know, all these rappers here said Frisco. Dre drops Frisco on California Love. Then they had the Frisco hoodies. And it was like, we're Frisco. You know what I'm saying? So we use Frisco a lot growing up. And it all depends on the neighborhood you're in. Now, there's some OGs in the city that refuse, they refuse to say Frisco. They're like, nah, it's a city. It's a city. Or San Francisco. Just no, never San Fran, never Frisco. Yeah. But it's a debate that like the the one thing that ticks me off about it is that people who didn't grow up here grow up here try to tell you what you could call the city. And it's like, oh, anybody calls it Frisco, they deserve their to get their ass beat. Then you look at the avatar, it's like, oh, this dude's from Millow Park, dog. Millow <laughs> Atherton. What the, the fuck does he know about what, what we could call San Francisco? Like, bro, you, you didn't, like, so that's why when people are like, oh, I'm from the city. All right, what bus line did you take to school? You know what I'm saying? What bus line did you take? Did you have a fast pass? You know what I'm saying? Did you take the 29 sunset? Were 20, you the 29 was good to me. The 29, yeah, 29 was, was good to you. I know was you good to me. Already. I was yeah. a 31 or the 38 going to watch. So yeah, you're going up. Uh, or yeah. the five Fulton. So yeah. look, Frisco to me is acceptable. I don't use it as much as I get older. Um, but San Fran's just the one where it's just like, no, it's not San Fran. It really isn't. Like Kalina Azabuki, which I came on the air, he says San Fran's like Kalina. 
No, dog. It ain't like I, I had to, man. I was just like, I can't. Well, okay, okay. So he, how I disassociate it is, I think San Fran people just say it, that they're just trying to like, hey, like it's San Francisco, shorten it a little bit. I right. think people who say Frisco do kind of say it to kind of seem cool. Like if right. you're not from, they just kind of be like, all right. So that that part kind of irks some me. Where people you're do like, a little too much. A little too some much. People do a little too much. Some, <laughs> some people, man, I'm from Frisco, man. I'm from Frisco, and ooh, it's like, all right, dude, chill. All right, like we get it, but like in high school, I had like a couple of hoodies with Frisco on it. Like it was just embedded in the culture that hey, if we're gonna call it, you can call it the city. Some people called it the skull. Some people called it Frisco. That was all good. A lot of high um, school Bonte references today. A lot of Bonte. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, I, I'm aging myself. But like, you know, I get sucked into these debates all the time because I get tagged in them. And it's just like, bro, I'm not trying to deal with this again. Chesky and I did a video on it. All right, that's it. We're done. We're done. Never ends. Get, dude, it never way, ends. Sh- so. Shout out Chasky, who will take the debate every time. Yeah. Every day. Di- dude, he texted me yesterday. It was like, I got suckered in again. I was like, you can suck it <laughs> <into> anything. All <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't, you can't, I can't talk about Shasky in my old show without him calling at the end of the show to defend himself. I'm like, Shasky, bro, turn the radio off. <laughs> so that's that well that's like with sam where sometimes i'll yeah, go I was gonna say, I'll, this, is a, this is a different thing andy will always text us like why are you why are you debating that person it's exact it's exactly i yeah. go i go on the app and i i see sam giving responses and making like an argument i'm like dude wh- why Who, yeah. you've done this a million times there's you don't win because he's not gonna agree with you Right. He's just, he's just he's just gonna keep turning around and but Sam likes it. He enjoys it. Uh, you know what that is, Andy? You've you've got Twitter maturity. Twitter maturity. Where you just like, you know what? I'm I'm not even wasting my day. That's why I've kind of gotten to over the last year or two. It's tired. Like, it's tired. I'm not gonna dude. Oh, Sam got endurance. Time. He's like a marathon runner. He can just he does it all day where he can just go. I He'll like his backhand is slander. <laughs> From five AM to midnight. Sam just, is liking. I, I see Sam in so many Twitter conversations. Genuine <laughs> conversations. Genuine, not troll conversations. Because I do my fair share of troll conversations. Right. But like legitimately uh, talking uh, about. Uh, we're done. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's people from Canada. Sam's in the cob. I'm like, bro, Sam knows him too. How many people does Sam follow? Sam bro? does know a lot. He's of everywhere. He's everywhere. <laughs> Maples is like that now too. I love Jason Maples' Twitter, by the way. Because he's like fighting our fight. He's fighting a fight that I would fight like two years ago. Right. But you see how it all, it's like the torch has been passed, right? Yeah. Maple's doing it. You guys did it. I did it at one point. Warriors Shasky Twitter. At one point. The thing about Warriors Twitter is the torch has been passed to them. And Sam and I have noticed where we don't actually tweet as much about that type of stuff, but we see a lot of people do it and they do it like vociferously. They do it yes. with a lot of passion and energy. And that- I'm just watching it. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, just. I'm just like, wow, this is impressive. And I look back and I'm like, yeah, but, you know, 25-year-old Andy was doing the same damn thing. Same thing, man. Online, just firing off, just really problematic tweets sometimes, but just getting it done. So it's good to see other people (laughs) (laughs) take up the mantle. Sam was peaking back in uh, 20, I want to say 2014. Woo! Sam, man. Hey, Sam came on the scene, bro. (laughs) Sam came on the scene and then, like, I remember Andy, he all of a sudden came out of nowhere. And Andy used to be at Warrior Games, yeah, always yeah. rolling with J-Ram, uh, Jordan yeah. Ramirez. Shout out Jordan Ramirez. 
And then Andy, I was like, man, that dude's cool, bro. He comes to the games. I chop it up with Andy. Yeah. Then Andy became a monster where he was like, I don't need to sit to be this section no more. I, <laughs> I'm too good for this. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Nothing with bikes and dust, right? <laughs> <laughs> Andy it's, became too cool for the press box. I just I just figured out that it was more fun to drink at the games. Now now that it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. You know, now that I don't cover the team anymore, it's just it was just it was just more fun to go to the games and drink. Than, uh, uh, before, before usually with Sam, out. actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Before we get out of here, let's. Uh, I was gonna say, so we didn't even get on this one that the NBA uh, is gonna come back, right? Oh yeah, yeah. What do you guys think of these various proposals? You into the the play in tournament or the group play World Cup style or whatever the hell weird shit Adam Silver is coming up with these days. <laughs> I, I feel like they're just throwing stuff out there for us, right? Right. It's all like public relations. All right, throw this one out on Twitter. It's like Giants Twitter, right? Giants Twitter threw out the Gabe Capper stuff. And people were like, no, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. They did it anyway. They're like, all right, fuck it. We're going to do it anyway, right? <laughs> Despite the backlash. I feel like Adam Silver and company are just throw this one out. See see what they Twitter's do. doing. See what the reaction is. Whoa, let's go ahead and run with this. Oh. So I think, and that's why I think the 16T bracket, they threw that out there. To where Doc Rivers and company and the Celtics and the Bucks are gonna be like, no, 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 no. Try this shit next year. You don't do that and cut the regular season off and make us go through this journey where we see the Lakers as a two seed having a sweet run to the finals. It's interesting, it's intriguing, but I think you gotta do it like here's the thing. You go straight into the playoffs, somebody's gonna get hurt right away, man. Most playoff games are intense. After three months off. And you go straight to a game one, and people are going to be amped up to play. These guys are going to be that. Amped. That's the thing. Everyone can like say they're going to try to pace themselves. You don't pace yourself when no. there's stakes on the line. No. Like they're too competitive. Nope, nope, nope. So I, it's either this, right? You started back up July first, or hell, you started back up in mid June and finished the regular season, or you just go. I don't know. You play ten games and have an abbreviated regular season. Maybe you give. Some of the Western Conference teams who are like three and a half out of Memphis, who is it, the Blazers, the Kings, and the Pelicans, maybe you give them, I don't know, you give them a, a 10 games to try to catch the Grizzlies or whatnot, then you go into the playoffs. I don't think, I just don't think you can go straight into the playoffs and expect the quality of basketball to be, you know, the high-level basketball we see in the postseason. Like, guys are going to get hurt. It's going to be rust factor. Guys are going to be short on jumpers. Then the weirdness of having no fans at a random facility in Orlando. I, I yeah, mean, that look, Orlando I thing is weird. Right, who do you it, think this weird? Who do you it's think weird. this favors? Let's uh, just, it, it is weird. There'll never be anything like it. Like yeah. everyone's debating the wrong thing where it's just like in 20 years, we're going to all talk about that one time we watched them play the playoffs behind closed doors, regardless Everybody of who wins. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Who yep. do you think actually gets an advantage from it? Keep in mind, James Harden lost 30 pounds. Keep I know, in mind. I saw him. I Keep saw that. That was unbelievable. I mean, it. I'm, I'm yeah, telling you right now, we're going to, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to watch it and he's going to look the exact same and we're going to start <laughs> asking questions. I, I, You know what? I think the Clippers have an advantage. Even though their road would be treacherous, think about how much rest Kawhi Leonard's getting right now. And nobody's talking and about Paul, Kawhi and Paul, right now. And Paul George. And Paul, Paul George. George. Paul George was banged up. Yep, he was banged up. Kawhi's been limping around for two years, and Kawhi Leonard's the best player nobody's talking about. All we hear about is Harden. 
AD, even Steph, and Steph's not even – Steph played five games this year, <laughs> four or five games. Nobody's talking about Kawhi Leonard. I think he has an advantage of being rested. Look, the Lakers, LeBron's rested. They're all rested. They're probably practicing uh, out in L.A. somewhere, yep. which yep. I think a lot of teams are doing. I think yep. on the under, a lot of teams are getting some scrimmages in on the under. But I think the Clippers, they have a big-time advantage. And I also say don't sleep on the Raptors because they were banged up as well. And the Raptors, they I thought they would fold this year. They're tough, man. Like, they're going to be a tough out. I don't think they'll win it, but Van Vliet can play. Siakam's a baller. OG Ananobi's healthy. Gasol is now healthy. Raptors, I think, can get an advantage too, man, because I think they're going to be a tough out when they're rested because Nick Nurse can coach. Nick Nurse is a top three, top five coach to me in the league. Yeah, I, I think you also kind of want to look at the great defensive teams because maybe that's a little bit more projectable uh, in yeah. these circumstances. Rather yeah, shoot, than, yeah, shooting's a little like, yeah, dudes are going to be out of rhythm. Yeah, but you can always so, defend. Raptors are Raptors are a good defensive team. Milwaukee can be a good defensive team. I just don't know Miami. Miami Heat is sneaky. Oh god, they're sneaky. Hipster Bonte, I cannot believe Hipster. this. Dude, big, they're, big they're band. Bontes, Bontes saw Jimmy's Instagram just posting at 3 a.m. workouts. He's just like, oh, Dude. man. I'm no, in. I'm actually, no, it's Tyler Harrell dating that model, man. I'm like, look at, Ty, <laughs> look at the rookie. Look the guy the rookie. has the guy. The guy has those dreads. What's with the dreads? You, you're oh, he cool? cut those off. I think he cut yeah. those off. He couldn't do that. That was man, a one-day thing. Oh, yeah, it was, it was a one-day one day thing. I mean, man. Jeremy Lin got it, but he got approval, oh, apparently. So, yeah, you know. Jeremy Lin. He got approval. He got approval. Shout out to Beijing Who do you go to for approval? He got it from – I forget who he got approval from. I mean, it was it was another – it was obviously a black dude. It wasn't like another Asian <laughs> dude or a white dude. So yeah, I assume Andy that's Lou, why Andy he got Lou gave him approval. <laughs> yeah, like I don't think me giving him approval would have helped him, uh, him NBA much. World go, NBA world yeah. champ Jeremy Lin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his <laughs> uh, Kenyon Martin, not happy about it. And then he wrote a Players' Tribune article <laughs> for a sentence, <laughs> I have dreads now. So anyway, I we, let's <laughs> – um let's not uh let's not get into it too much um oh, but i think i think that's uh i think that's all you like the you like the clippers uh sam and i kind of agree it's probably good for the lakers too really yeah it's good, good for the lakers, lakers. I, I just want basketball back we need some and by the way real quick i know we got to get out of here but now is a time for the nba to shift its schedule with baseball just i don't know what mm. the hell baseball is doing nba now can start in late december you only run into football for one month you go through this the NBA could dominate summertime, dominate summertime. That would be so when we're looking for something to watch in the summertime, the NBA can take over June, July, and August. This may be a blessing in disguise for the NBA to start later in the year and then finish later in the year to where they don't really interfere with football when it comes to ratings. Because starting in mid-October, it just seems early. You know what I'm saying? Even though we love basketball, it's like, man, all right, you still got football in October, November, December. You're paying attention to basketball, but – you know, my only, like my only, like, you know, my only question is, uh, okay, so everyone vacations in the summer. Everyone kind of, you know, goes on trips. If you miss a week of the Giants, you're not going to be that mad that you missed like a series against the Rockies and whoever, even if they're good. I don't know how it plays if you have like the, the NBA finals going in August. That's just rough on families. That's my yeah. that's my theory. I think it's a lot better when it's like they own springtime. March right. Madness ends. All anyone cares about is the NBA because baseball hasn't really started. I, it's a little rough to have everything going. Like have have like the serious part of your season during the months that everyone's with their family. 
I guess it depends on the fan base, right? If you're yeah. the Phoenix Suns and you're out of it, they're like, you know what? I could spend a week in Bali or something and then come back and, you know, maybe catch some of the playoff games early in the morning out there in Bali. But if your team's in it, yeah, you may have to postpone that vacation. God, Bali, you know, sounds, Bali sounds good sounds right now. Great. I, I, I thought great. of it this way, and I think maybe we'll... Places we're not going for two years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, although it might be safer in Bali than it is. Actually, California is okay. Um, San Francisco. Um, I think there's a shot that we get all the sports back at the same time. And I think that's probably like the, the best thing I can look forward to um, is that we might get, you know, Western, Conf- well, Western content Conference. overload. Just it's going to be first week of football, you know, NBA finals, baseball's back. You're just going to get all right. the big three and it's just the it's going to be heaven. Yeah. yeah, Masters. They're supposed to Masters, have it at Harding, yeah. right? They're supposed to have it at here this year. Oh, one of the That's PGA the US Open. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. it's a PGA, yeah. Yep. yep. So, yep. I mean, I'm not a golf guy, but at this point, fuck it. Take Even the golf courses are open, actually. So I watched Tiger Woods in them all Sunday. I mean, they should the they should course. be open. That's like you could socially distance in golf. Yeah. Right. Why, why are you up on someone during golf? Like, you shouldn't be two feet away <laughs> yeah. from you. <laughs> so uh so i think we've got uh some good uh that's why the stock markets are up boys so um, <laughs> but sports will be sports will all be back by December, october <laughs> so we get that's what we'll, that's what uh that's what we'll end the podcast with all right bonte we appreciate you man appreciate it as always hey andy sam always fun man thanks for inviting me ben cruz what up baby <laughs>